0: If you're tired of dieting and stepping on the scale, you're lacking energy and confidence, and you're ready to harness your inner athlete, then you're in the right place. I'm Sherry Shaban, and in each episode, I'll help you to rebuild your fitness identity and empower your deepest transformation so that health and fitness are not just what you do, but who you are. What's up, athletes? Welcome back to the show. When you're truly doing something from a place of love, you get into a state of inspiration and you can tap into the essence of who you are. But we fall into burnout and unfulfillment when we start to compare ourselves with others because we're not being authentic to ourselves and what we want to create. But when we do the inner work, this allows us to see the traps on our path to transformation Doing what others are doing, comparing ourselves with them, and beating ourselves up will slow us down. Looking behind and competing with others will not make us fulfilled or successful. Success actually comes from a place of alignment, attraction, and being open to receiving it. Don't allow limiting beliefs on what you think you don't have and can't do block your way to transformation. Understanding what you want to become and aligning your mind will help you manifest anything. You have everything you need to be successful, and you don't need to add anything new. All you need to do is shift your focus and reframe your mind. On today's episode of Fall in Love with Fitness, I have the pleasure to speak with Dr. Victor Manzo on everything alignment, manifestation, and how to use both energies to avoid a burnout. Dr. Vic is an international business success coach. He's a certified pediatric chiropractor, a three-time author, a podcaster, and speaker. Now, athletes, I've put together some key takeaways that I'd like for you to walk away with today after you listen to this show. Number one, when you truly do what you love, you get into a state of inspiration. Number two, we all have limiting beliefs in some ways, whether in health, finances, or relationships. You are not alone. Number three, you can't shift your mindset without giving it something new to focus on. Whatever we focus on expands. Four, whatever you can create in your mind, you can create in your life. So make sure you choose wisely. Five, if you can't see something in your mind, you can't create it. All right, athletes, now before we begin, some super exciting updates to share with you. The Hit Dex app comes out on iOS in the App Store this month, February 2023. Workouts are always varied, they're fun, they're challenging, they're modifiable to your level, and will help you get results in under 20 minutes. And just a quick reminder that when you review and rate this podcast on iTunes, Take the screenshot and send it over to Sherry at SherryShaban.com. You win a $500 voucher to Transformation in Paradise, where you'll join me in Costa Rica this November for a full week of transformation, brand new habit setting that'll help you transform and shape your life as soon as you come back, helping you implement all of these habits that create lasting results. All right, athletes, cannot wait to see you there. Now let's get into it. Hey Vic, so nice to have you on today. Welcome to the show.
1: I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having me.
0: I'm super excited to have this conversation because... You know, there's a lot of, there's a lot around your life and sort of what I, what I read and learned about you that really aligns with my past too. And especially that your background, you're a doctor and chiropractor medicine, and you, you've switched into the mindset world. You switched into the coaching world and a lot of that came from your own challenges, from your own experience. And so before we get started, maybe you can share a little bit about yourself. How did you, how did you become sort of that influence that you are today?
1: I love this question. You know, I've always had a curiosity about the deeper things in life ever since I was like a kid. And I always I used to be make fun of, why do you want to go so deep with these questions? Just, you know, let's just go and have fun. Why do you have to be so like this? And, you know, it became that journey in life where I've always seeked for, I guess you want to call it truth, I guess is what they call it nowadays. But it was just something that Something deep, something beyond. What, what's the purpose of life? Why are we here? Like I always had that curiosity. How does life tick? I remember telling my mom at twelve years old, "I'm going to figure this thing out called life," and she just looked at me like, "Okay." And I was just like, I, I, at that time, I was just I wanted to know because I, I didn't I didn't like how some people just suffered and some didn't, and like why did Why is there like some people that you know good things happen here, bad things happen here? Why is that? I wanted to. Under, that's where I was coming from. And then it was kind of my own journey. I mean, when I went into chiropractic school, I. I was, kind of a little, I was a little bothered when I went in there because the first year, year and a half is like learning like medical doctors do. There's really no difference there. And I came from a chiropractor who was teaching like the philosophy and he was so passionate. And I'm like, where's that stuff? Because that's what I want to learn. Like that's the stuff I'm more intrigued on. It was deeper, more deep rooted stuff. And we weren't learning too much of that there. So I was like, well, I, I want to figure out what healing is. And so I went into energy healing outside of chiropractic school. I studied that at the same time. Came a Reiki master trainer, all that stuff. And it was fascinating because not only did I learn about healing in that moment, but I, I learned something else that I didn't expect. And that was like quantum physics, the quantum world, understanding consciousness, what's the soul, like spirituality, all this other stuff. That was what I've been seeking for years. And I was like, cool, I'm starting to get this, understand this thing called life a little bit. And then I went into business, chiropractic business, and you know, being a type A driver, over I don't want to say an overachiever, but just someone who likes to really go as far as wide, as deep as I can. I was reading 80 to 120 books a year, listening to all the gurus of what they tell you to do, especially even chiropractic, and burned out in five years. And, and, and it was one of those things where I was burned out every four to six months. So it wasn't like it was just that five-year mark. It was every four to six months, I was feeling some sort of burnout. But then I was, when I got to the five-year mark, I was unsatisfied. Mm. I was unfulfilled. I thought this was going to be the glory of success, like everyone says, and it wasn't for me. Mm. And this is when I started to look back at what I learned as in the energy world, energy healing and so forth. But I also tied in all the neuroscience that I knew about the brain. And at that time, I was looking to shift in the pediatrics specifically. And that's where neural development happens. And I already knowing behavioral neurology and and subconscious mind, I already was studying those things out of my own interest. It was easy to connect those dots to transfer over. So what I did is I put everything together and I said, I'm going to test all this first. And if it is, I mean, there's things that I'm studying stuff that's like five, 7,000 years old. And I'm like, well, if it was true back then and has existed all this time, it has to be true for me too. And I was like, you know, like your inner world is is your outer of world's only the experience of your inner world, things like this. So I was like, you know, I'm going to, if I choose success, then success is going to be what I choose it to be rather than what I was told all this time. And long story short, my whole entire life changed, never had burnout since. And it was one of those things where I was so blown away by it. that I was like, okay, I need to start teaching entrepreneurs this. I want to teach business owners this because there's so much doing and so much condition in so many ways that I was like, if I can just help them unlock what they want to create for themselves and experience that, to me, that's the definition of fulfillment. And so that's when I started the journey into the, the coaching realm but I didn't fully get into it until last year, uh, where I ended up not. So I ended up leaving my office in Chicago. My wife and I moved from Chicago to Knoxville, Tennessee. And that's kind of what made me split away from chiropractic for the time being, practicing-wise, and go full-time in the coaching.
0: Wow. Wow. That's intense. And you know, I think there's a lot to unpack here. And, and the first thing that I noticed just from what you're sharing is that you really love what you do. And it seemed that even as you were helping people and and you were practicing as a chiropractor, you really enjoyed what you did. And so I think the first question is, how does that lead to a burnout? Because most of us, obviously we get so deeply involved and energetically invested in what we love to do. It's our passion. And so how do we get to the point of it becoming a burnout? And then also maybe we define what is a burnout for those listening who who don't sometimes know because the burnout, It's something that creeps up on you out of nowhere. You don't even feel it coming. But all of a sudden, it just hits you like a ton of bricks. And I could tell you I've been there before. And all of a sudden, it's just this feeling of I have no motivation to do the things that I love. And and everything becomes so heavy. Well, that was my experience, essentially. But explain, Victor, maybe to us, how do you get to that place when you love what you do so much?
1: You know, that was one of the most puzzling things for me. If there's anything that wrecked me the most, it was like, How can I be so passionate about chiropractic and love every aspect of it? And yet I'm burned out because in my mind, but again, but coming back from the energy realm world, when you're truly doing what you love, you're in a state of inspiration, which means in spirit, which means that you're going to tap into that infinite essence of who you are, that soul aspect. You'll always have energy. And I was like, I don't understand. But this is when I started doing this inner work, I started to see the traps I fell into. You see, a lot of times in today's world, when we look at somebody that we want to become, because they say, study someone who's successful or the life they want to have, and you do that. Well, that's great. And I have nothing against that at all. I think it's great advice. I I did it with thousands of ways. I still do it to this day. But what I was making a mistake back then is I think the reason why we lead to burnout so much from that perspective only, from this one perspective is that we're not being authentic to us and what we want to create. Mm -hmm. And to me, I found out that was the biggest thing that happened for me. Because again, what I ended up figuring out was, I was ended up being prototypes to other people's, what they wanted to create for their life. Mm-hmm. So I had that too. But what ended up happening was it wasn't my life. And so I had to learn to really just learn again. This, is, this is, sounds very weird, but like the hardest question to ever ask, and I don't like saying, I'm going to ask it this way, but I don't use those words, is like, what do you want in life? Right. I don't like the word want because that means you're coming from lack. We only want things of what we don't have. Right. So instead of what do you choose to experience is what I like. That's the normal term I like to use. And, and that's the essence because when, and it's the hardest question to answer. I can't tell you how many times people are baffled. What they tell me, I can feel energetically it's not authentic to them. And I'll say, let's go deeper. I start asking more questions and then they hit a wall. And I'm like, all right, now they're, they're getting out of the programming. Now we're starting to really figure out. And they're like, you know what? I don't really know. And I can't tell you this last year alone, 30-some percent of my, my clients got out of a business that they create or, want, or were in the journey of it, getting out of a business that they were doing for the last five, three, five, 10 years, and finally realizing that's not what they really wanted to do. And now we cultivate a plan to shift. And it's because of that. So coming back then to burnout, I think that's one of the biggest things. That was what it was for me is just not being authentic. Because once I started to choose how I wanted to run my office, once I started to see who is the chiropractor I really want to be and how I want to showcase chiropractic to my community and my area. Then I started, I defined all those things and got so hyper-specific with everything and got clarity with that. So then all of a sudden, this is what I was doing. And then when something came up like, oh, here's something you can do that can be, I was like, I, I don't care. That doesn't align with me. Then I find something that was, I was like, you know what? I can work with this. I can use that because that's something that does align with what I want to create. And all of a sudden you start to stay, you know, you don't get distracted as much and you can stay more centered. This is why in today's world, I always say you don't have what you want because you have, we're, we, we, give in, we give our energy to distractions. Distractions comes a gazillion different ways, but it's one of those things where what's you know what is whatever it is that you do in life, whatever that vision is, and this doesn't have to be in business, this is in health, this is in mindset, this is in relationships, it's all this is universal principles. And so it's you know how do you see it and what, how do you want to have that experience? you know, even like in a relationship, I, I always had I was conditioned of what a relationship was should have been, and then I realized that's not what I want, and then I had to break through all the conditioning I grew up with. And then I started to realize, well, what do I really want to have in a relationship? Like, let's see, like, what's the basics that I really care about? And the rest, I don't, the rest can go out the door. All I care about is this. Mm -hmm. And when I got really crystal clear with that, then all of a sudden, here comes somebody into my life that ended up aligning to those things that all of a sudden I can grow a life with, who's my wife now. And it's one of those things where, again, getting that clarity and that crystal clarity with stuff, that's going to be huge. And, And it allows you then to stay on purpose of what really matters to you. And that's when you start to tap into that inspiration, being in spirit, because you're aligned to what you really care about and so much more.
0: Right. Yeah. And I think that could be a really scary thing, right? Because like you said, it's, it's removing all those layers of programming. My parents expect this. You know, my culture expects this. Society expects this. Maybe my religion expects that. And so it's, it's getting to that core of your own resonance. And I think the question that has to come up is, well, if these people were not right now present in my life, what choice would I make? Right. And is that choice independent of them truly? And you know, you're, you're in alignment when it feels good in your heart, right? There, there's this particular light and then you start to attract all of those. People around you those elements around you and it just becomes such a flow and by the way flow does not mean that it's easy flow flow comes with challenges flow comes with effort and work but it's effortless effort right and it's just it feels right to you and even though the blocks are there the solutions also come with it and, and there's a sense of knowing that something really really great is happening and you know Vic like I get also caught up in that place where all right I I want to do this and therefore I want to have mentors around me and so I think the harm in that, I mean, obviously, there, there's a lot of greatness in that, because we learn from other people's successes, we learn from their failures, we learn maybe, you know, the quickest path to success, or, or we just, we just learn things that maybe we never even saw in ourselves. It's our blind spot, right? However, the trap there, and especially if you're on Instagram, if you're on social media, is this constant sense of comparison, right? And I think that's, that's maybe what you were referring to that, that sense of, you know, not being authentically who you are, not being authentically resonating with who you are. And that really comes from a place of not enoughness. And so we, it's so easy to fall in that trap because you're not then focusing on your own calling, but it is in a constant state of reaction to whatever you see other people doing. And you start to just imitate people around you. And it's, it's not truly who you are. So I love that you bring that up.
1: Yeah, I love I love what you're saying. And you brought up a huge point that is something I teach a lot on. I didn't mention, but it's, it's that feeling element mm. because we're so much in our mind in so many ways today. It's, it's unreal. I mean, again, we're in an information era, so we're always our mind is always having uh, uh, getting uh, uh, distractions or downloading information, learning something. We're always on like always looking forward instead of retrospecting back to the body and just like connecting with this body. But it's one of those things where I teach a lot on feelings because it's that's how you know. Mm. Like that's going to be the easiest thing in the world to know. And, and the thing is, it's like I always sit there and I'm like, when I, I I still have this from time to time show up where I'm like, man, I got caught up again in this. It, why am I getting so caught? And I say, it's really that easy. I'm like, I don't. I just. Well, how did I? You know. And, and still to this day, and it's I'm human, so it happens. But it's one of those things where getting out of our mind, getting back into the body and really knowing what that feeling is, where does it show up and and just knowing the feeling, you don't, it's all you need to know. That's how you know you're in your state of alignment, where you want to go. And not only just from what your highest good is, but it's so amazing how this, this, this game called life is designed is when you have that feeling of good. And it's like a joy. It's like a bliss. It's like a little kid excitement. When you have that feeling, that's actually soul alignment. Mm -hmm. You're actually aligning to why you're here and what you wanted to experience. So that's, I mean, I can go, I can even go deeper than that, but that's just one of those principles. And it's, it's built into us so that we know like, Hey, this is, this feels good. This is where you want it. This is where I, I I want to go. But at the real essence, then the deeper end of it all, it's actually what you came here to experience. And that's why you get that feeling.
0: Right. Yeah. And I see so many parallels w- with this and, and just the whole fitness world and even just our own fitness journey. Right. I mean, many of us start our health and fitness journey because there's there's obviously a goal there, but we get so then caught up in that comparison of others and not really focusing on the feeling. Right. The achievement of right now. Where did I start? Where am I now? And that is the progress. But instead, we're re- really always focused on that finish line. Like, where do I want to go? What do I still have to do? What, what still do I need to practice more? And not really focusing on the, those microscopic wins that we're actually achieving on a daily basis that is bringing us closer to that ultimate finish line. And so it's so important to really. Stay in our lane. And, and actually, there's, there's this analogy that I use oftentimes in my life. And when I was, when I was growing up, I was a swimmer. I was a competitive swimmer. And I remember my coach would always tell me, Sherry, every time you turn around to see who's behind you. Who, what's happening in that lane next to you, you slow down. And so it's that, that reminder that we have to be present and focused in what we're doing now, how we're feeling. And really, like you're saying, how, how it feels so exciting. Every little decision that we make in our life that brings us closer to that light feels so incredibly exciting to us.
1: You know, imagine life where you didn't have that comparison, you couldn't see. Yeah. And you just were going to do some, let's say working out, right? And it's just, you go and you're just like, wow, look at the, today. I felt I felt good today. Look what I did today. Great. Man, that was awesome. And you have nothing to compare to. Your whole life will be totally different. And the key is then, is just how do we you know, again, get the mind to center back. So you, you do get to that point. Enjoy the journey, right? You hear it all the time. Don't focus on the destination. Always enjoy the journey. And there's so much truth in that in so many ways, but it, it's what you're sharing here. It's, I always say like, imagine if we just didn't have those comparisons. Imagine if we didn't, you didn't have anything else to compare to except yourself. Mm-hmm. How much different would you be in life? How much more joy would you experience in life and how much more would you just elevate yourself? Because I know for me, I used to do a lot of that because I, I grew up in sports where I always looked at who was the best. Uh, this is, I, I come from Chicago, so I'm a big Michael Jordan fan. This is what he did. So yeah. I was like, man, he was look how successful he was. This, I'm going to follow his, his footsteps. And so I was like, OK, who's the best? I'm going to compete against them. And that was great. It worked well in sports. It made me excel and go to where I was going to. But when I got the business, it didn't work out that well. Because I, there was a lot of emptiness that I was starting to notice. Like, there was just, I, I would always be beating myself up. And then what, like you said, when you're looking behind, you know, you're slowing down and swim. That's why I felt like was happening to me. And it took me almost five years to get to that point. And then all of a sudden, I was just like, I don't care about anybody anymore, except what I'm doing and where I want to go. And then I started to learn, compete. I only compete now with myself. Mm-hmm. and where I'm at and how, where I'm going. And am I, am I excelling? Am I exceeding? Am I going to where I want to get to have that future self? Am I, am am I moving towards that in all facets of my life, not just in business or money?
0: Right. Yeah. You know, that kind of reminds me of, of this little thing that I heard the other day about success, right? Is, you know, first I don't think we truly understand what success is and and I think that that really does come from our programming it comes from our upbringing and we're told a certain thing right we're told the story and it should look like this in order for it to be successful and so I, I think we need to to maybe unpack that a little bit because I believe success is is right here right now and it really comes from a place of finally being open to receive it right if I say my goal is to have this my goal is to have this house my goal is to accomplish this and life. What I'm really saying is that I don't have it right now, right? I've just made that even further away from me. That's, there's now a distance between me and that thing. But if instead I reframe and I start to say, well, my goal in life is to invite this in because it's already here and that already makes it resonate with that exact same frequency. Like there's a sense of knowing that I'm attracting this to me and I'm worthy and I'm able to do that. And I think that can only happen once we start to really start to to release those limiting beliefs, right? That programming. And that's actually what I wanna maybe shift into in, in, in just a moment. And so for those of us listening, Vic, what are limiting belief and limiting beliefs? And and a lot of times when you know we hear this this talk about limiting belief in the subconscious mind and attracting abundance. And it's a lot of like foo-foo-shoo-shoo talk and, and not everybody will listen to it and, and align with it. So what is what is the easiest way to break that down and then start to to get into that space of reprogramming the subconscious mind?
1: Yeah, I love this. So, you know, you have limiting beliefs and you also have empowering beliefs So, the, or, you know, uplifting beliefs or however you want to call it. But you, you have both sides of them. And what it is is... It all started from the age between zero and seven. We, and we, under, we know this psychologically that your brain back at that state, standpoint, it, it, was, it was in a brainwave state of theta, which theta is like a meditative state. And the thing is, your brain's very impressionable. So it's one of those things where whatever you're hearing at that time in your life, you think it's truth. You don't have your logical mind, left brain is not fully developed around six, seven years old. So you can't really decipher what's true, what's not, and so forth until around that age. So and they usually say around 4 to 5 is roughly the marks where you start to really get programmed. And so it's really looking at when you look at limiting beliefs then, it's what you've been conditioned from your family, your family dynamics, your friends, your your community, society, I call it matrix, the whole entire world itself of humanity, but then you can break those things down. And it's one of those things of how our mind has been conditioned. So a lot of times like here's an example you're 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 an adult. You have a business, or you're, you're trying to strive in life, and and you just keep hitting roadblock after roadblock, and you don't know why. You get a little success, comes back down. A little success, comes back down. You heard about limiting beliefs. You start doing the work. You start. To, you may you may remember. You don't have to do this, but some people do, where they go back and they remember a time when they saw their parents always arguing, and you always remember it being about finances. Now you heard the word finances. You heard money. You didn't know anything of what was going on. But your mind, you're watching things. So how the subconscious gets programmed is very simple. Images and energy, an emotion, right? So it sees something, the brain snaps that image and puts an emotion to it and says, okay, that's not good. So then it gets trapped in the subconscious. You don't know that it's never it doesn't get you're never going to experience that unless you try to do some you, awareness work and other things like that. We can get into a little bit. But so when we look at our limiting beliefs, we all have them in some way. We can have them in health. We can have them in relationships. And again, it's that in those early years is really what's going to play whose role. Another thing is I could share even on a parenting side, I just became a parent six months ago and understanding neural development, understanding these things. My wife and I both understand this stuff. I share this often where I'm like, I will never tell my kid, great job. Now, some people go, I can't believe you won't do that. How would you say that? So you have to understand when I say that, I'm making them think what's good and bad based upon my opinion, right? not based upon what they think. So I'd rather have them go, man, I put a lot of good work into this. Look what came up here. Look at the work I put into this. Look what I enjoy. And I'd be like, what did you enjoy the most? I want them to focus on what they enjoy because I don't want them to be conditioned like I was seeking outside always. Right, So these are just simple things that happen with that. And they're, and, they're in our, and they're in our subconscious. And the way to become aware of these things a lot of times is seeing what are patterns that show up in your life. Because they're going to show up. What's the stories you're telling yourself? What's that inner critic saying in your mind? It, there's always clues to try to help you. We, we come in pure. And then life, I always say this, adult, and this so, it sounds bad, but I'm working on changing it up. But it's just, you know, children come in pure and adults tarnish them. Right, mm-hmm. And then we have to go through life trying to take that tarnish off to try to get back to the pureness of who we are. Mm-hmm. And it, it's one of those things that when we work through these limiting beliefs, it, again, life is always trying to help us heal and also try to remember who we really are and get back to that beautiful light essence of what we were. And it's all part of that journey. But we all have limiting beliefs in some way. And they're like codes. They're programs. They, they condition your life. That they're set points that create rules in life to be just what it is. Just like when someone says in relationships, all, all men or all women or all whatever may be bad. Well, you could, they're basing it off, you know, experiences. And if you go back down to that level, you can see where that stems from. Or just all these, and because what they're saying is they're talking about the pattern. But the pattern is trying to actually get you to look backwards and say, okay, maybe there's something deeper than this. That's the reason why it's causing all this. Right. And when we start to look at limiting beliefs and we start to remove those, it can be a game changer. This would massively drastically changed my life and business financially When I started to do the work on limiting beliefs with money, because I realized I did, I was looking at a list one time and I saw 10 top limiting beliefs when it comes to money. And I read all 10 and I go, wow, I pretty much have about nine of those I grew up with. And then I started doing meditation work and inner work with it. And I realized I did have those nine and I started to just change them up. And when I started to really do that work, my business tripled in a couple of years and six times my profits and all these other things. I didn't do nothing different. Didn't do absolutely nothing different. It was just really understanding the power of that and changing it.
0: Right. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And, and, you know, I see this all the time as well with with my athletes. And, you know, they come in and they hire the coach. They hire the nutritionist. They put in the, the work. They put in the investment to create that transformation. But while they're doing that, the mind is constantly, you can't do this. You remember last time when you did this and it never worked out for you? Oh, look at you. You're so weak. Look at that person next to you. They're so much fitter than you. And then it starts, right? The the negative self-talk and it's this constant thing. And it's it's not actually the work that we are doing that creates a transformation. It's removing those limiting beliefs, removing those blocks that are in our way that makes way for the transformation to happen. Because whatever we think about ourselves, whatever the mind starts to bring up, we're gonna start to look for proof. If we think that we can't, then all of a sudden the mind's like, see, you remember in Christmas you had that cake, that's why you can't. You remember when you did this, that's why you can't. And there's this constant revalidation of why that limiting belief is true because the belief essentially is an emotion that's attached with a thought, right? And so that could come from from a particular experience that we had, it could come from something someone told us while we were growing up. And this reminds me of a story that I wanna share with you. I was working with this athlete this was many years ago, and she came to my gym, and she wanted to buy a set number of sessions. We worked together, and the whole entire time we worked together, for me it was like pulling teeth. Every time I would ask her to do something, there was always resistance. She always met me with resistance, and it was always, "I can't do this. Will you expect me to hang off of that? You want me to jump here?" And so, as our as our training sessions were, were coming to an end, I was kind of like ready to to be like, "Okay, I don't think that we should renew. Like, I think maybe we're not the right fit." And then she finally shares with me that while she was in high school, she was voted as most unathletic. And so in her, yeah, in the yearbook of her graduation, there's her picture and she was voted as most unathletic. And so she's been holding on to that belief. For so many years, and it wasn't until we actually started working on that that she transformed. And now she's a beast. Like if she has a fever, I have to tell her, okay, don't come in. You have a fever. Like take a day off. And and it wasn't that she wasn't doing the work. It was really that that was that one belief was truly what was holding her back.
1: It's it's amazing how that does that. And I love the story. I mean, it's so there's so much on that aspect that we can pull from. But you know, it's that that again comes back to that belief and that viewpoint and mindset, really. Because how do you see things? And I love how you also brought up too. It's so true. People don't realize how much they're really in power in life. And this is why I try to teach people so much because I'm like, your mind really is just to keep you comfortable and to keep you in a certain state. And it wants to take control. But if you you can work with it and say, hey, you know what, we're going to see life a little different and I want you to help me. What do you think? You want to help me out? And the ego will be like, yeah, of course. I'm here to help with patterns. That's what I'm here to look for. And so then you go, okay, this is what I want to see. This is my truth from here on out. Can you help me with that? And of course, you, I mean, you can have this conversation with your mind, uh, but the ego is going to be like, yeah, fine, I'll, what, 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 give me some insight. And just say, when I, this is what, let's if it's fitness, this is who I want to become because this is what matters most to me. This is important. And I know I'm moving towards that. That's who I will be. So I need you to help me focus on that so that I can see how I am progressing and bring that to my awareness. And then what you're going to start to see is all these little things. Wow, look at me. I'm getting a little more definition. And wow, look, at I did this here. Look, wow, I did that here. Because here's the thing. At the end of the day, both worlds exist. Mm. What you're lacking, what you think you don't have, and what you do have. They both exist. So if you don't think you're getting in shape, guess what? You, you are. It's just you're not looking for it. And that's the beautiful thing of how the mind works. When I work with business owners, when it comes to their business and life, they always hire, you know, because I'm a business mindset coach. When they hire me, they're like business and mindset. And I'm like, when we get into stuff, I'm like, I'm not going to, I'll talk business principles with you. I know a lot of stuff on that, but we we'll probably want to get to that till later. And they're like, what do you mean later? I said, because we got to get through, first of all, you probably have all the things you need to be successful already. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you, 90, 90 to 95% of the clients I work with, we don't have to add anything new. Right. All last year, about 94% of my clients broke records in their business. That's a pretty high a number. For whatever reason, I don't give myself credit for that because it's all them at the end of the day. But it's really fascinating because when we do that kind of work, I'm not, we didn't do anything new with business. There was only like maybe three or four clients I did a lot of business stuff with. But other than that, it's been really just showing them you already have the other side of things. Let's just shift yeah. the focus. And once you start to do this, you have to retrain your mind, got to rewire it, do all these things because it doesn't just happen instantaneously. But when you start to do that, all of a sudden the mind starts to go, man, look at this. We made an extra $10. And before I'd be like, $10, that's nothing right? But it's like, hey, appreciate the 10, right? Because I'm moving closer to the goal. It's $10 more closer to that goal. Because when you think about it, let's say you want to have $20,000 a month, 1990, 1990 and if, you, if you appreciate that extra $10, guess what? You hit your goal. So it's like these little things and showing how to shift our mindset and that perspective and then allowing the mind to work with it. Because the mind wants to feel like it's part of something. And if you, if you give it too much, it'll take full control. But it, you can't go into the whole feeling or stuff that I was sharing earlier without giving it something to focus on.
0: Yes. Oh, I love that so much. And you know, it's a, it's a constant work in progress, right? I mean, even when we uncover that, that one limiting belief and we feel that we've overcome it, it's going to come up at, at another point, right? It's, it's this constant reminder that the work is every single day in every single experience. And especially when we're vulnerable, when we're weak, when we're having a massive life event happening, that's when the limiting beliefs start to come back. And it's like brushing our teeth, right? It's this, it's this thing that we have to do on a consistent basis. And, and I think even around health and fitness, we have this impression that as soon as I achieve my goal and I release the X number of pounds or I get the six pack or I get the definition of my arms, I stop working. And that's simply not true, right? And so it's this reminder that if I'm 42 years old, I've got 42 years of work to do. And that's going to take a minute. Right. It's going to, it's going to be this, this thing that's constantly happening. I still continue to have life experiences. So new limiting beliefs start to form and I have to start working on that. And so it becomes almost a muscle that we have to build where we are aware and it comes, comes that place of awareness. And especially once we start to get that emotion, right? That emotion and that sense of doubt, as soon as those two things come up, then we have to we have to become aware that there's a limiting belief there because every single memory that we have has been programmed. Every memory is programmed when there is an emotion, whether that's that was a positive emotion or a negative emotion. That's how we essentially have our memories. So I love that so much, Vic. Thank you so much for sharing that.
1: No, it's my pleasure. And I love how you bring up the whole, you know, it's pain pleasure, right? That's what the brain, um, that's how your brain is learning. It, it was as pleasurable or was this painful, and then it builds it into the memory and says, okay, we got to remember this. If it, if it's if it's none of those then it's like, all right, not important.
0: Yeah, I love that. All right. So let's let's shift and talk a little bit about your book. So you have a book that just came out, you're a three-time author, and you have a book that just came out called Decoding the Matrix, Powerful Tips for Unleashing Your Potential and Accelerating Your Spiritual Awakening. So tell us what that's about.
1: Yeah, the matrix, you've heard me say this word conditioning and all this other stuff like that. That's really what we're looking at. So the matrix is made up of, Another word for it is human collective consciousness. And so human collective consciousness is just taking all the humans in the world and, and at their consciousness level, which is usually just thoughts, emotions, what they focus on. And so when we look at their thoughts, emotions, what they focus on, it creates a consciousness level. When we average that all out, that is the matrix. And the matrix is designed then to create an experience for all of humanity. So if humanity has something that they fear, and we have a lot of fear in our world. Well, eventually something's gonna show up. Now, I'm not saying because of this is why we saw COVID, but COVID was something that created a lot of fear with the pandemic. But it's, it's, it creates these experiences. And as long as we keep, you know, wherever that vibration of the matrix is, it's gonna continually to do that. Now, the matrix, though, is also broken up, though, of sub like the continents, countries, the cities, the towns. This is why people from like California versus people from Illinois versus, you know, Texas or italy or russia there there's a little bit of a difference you can tell between each individual that's because of the conditioning of the matrix but the matrix but depending can condition our minds in some way shape or form or our experiences of what life can be and so this is again coming back to the zero and seven we talked a little about earlier and so but the one thing i want to i always like to clarify though the matrix is not good and it's not bad Mm -hmm. the matrix just is the Earth has its own matrix. The solar system has its own matrix. The universe has its own matrix. And all it is is just cumulative things. But the thing about the matrix is, is it's always, it's designed to do this. It's always going to pull you into it unless you choose to step out of it. And so because there's, there's things like the law of association, which a lot of people, the most, you know, the five, five closest people you spend the most time with, you average them out that you. Or an income-wise, same way, like the, take the five incomes of the closest people you spend time with, most of the time the average that out, that's your income. And so what ends up happening here is that the matrix will do the same thing where it's a vibrational thing where it'll just keep pulling you back to the tone of wherever it is. And what ends up happening is you have the same experiences like many other people. Right So, if you're in the in, in like example, in the business world, right? We have a recession probably here, based on the terminology in July, we hit that, but whatever it may be. But when you start to go into that realm, all of a sudden, you're going to think, oh, man, it does, the times are tough. this is what it is. You already been conditioned. you be, you've given in to it. you gave your energy and your to it. And now at the same token, even though you have that experience for you, you're also reinforcing that for more people. Yes, yes. And so that's the kind of the trap. And there's people of power and influence who play on the matrix and know how to utilize it to get more power and influence. So they can. there's also that whole thing. And I share about that in the book. But then I kind of pull away from that. And I talk a lot about what really is our human potential because it's talked about so much. And I, I like to just simplify things as much as possible. And really, it, it comes back to some ancient wisdom, which talks a lot about whatever you can create in your mind, you can create in your life, because it's all about vision at the end of the day. And if you can't see something within your mind or whatever it may be, you can't create it. Because like, think of yourself as an artist. How are you going to draw something, right? If you can't imagine it in your mind. So this is kind of the same thing. And these are their spiritual principles. Quantum physics actually supports that. Um, you, how you see something is what it's going to be. So if you can't see it, you're not going to be it or you're not going to experience it. And so I talk a little bit about that and what I work with my clients on with vision and why it's so important, how I break that down into five elements of what I call the five elements of life, which is your mindset, your, your, your mission, uh, your money, marriage, which is like relationships, and uh, movement, which is your physical health. Mm-hmm. And what does that look like? And those are critical, important. Uh, four out of the five are very important. The money ones last. The first four are important because that's what generates your energy. That's what you you create. And then I dive into the third part of the book, which is all about your spiritual awakening. Why is it so critically important for you as an individual to tap into your human potential? And not only that, but express it upon the world. Because when you start to do that, you start to pull yourself away from the matrix and the influence of it. And you start to set your own tone. And when that starts to happen, you create a ripple effect to others to give them at least the opportunity to do the same thing. And when we see more people start to do this, we start to shift the matrix and raise the vibration, which then starts to change the whole entire experience of our human existence. So when we look at things that are like our biggest problems in humanity, you have to always remember it's stemming from the matrix. It's not about what we do. It's about who we're being. So you've always heard this. The people have the power. Well, the people really do have the power. And it's what we give our attention to and our focus and our energy and our thoughts to emotions to. That's what gives power to. And so like, I remember when COVID hit, I was in February and I'm I'm, I'm sending an email out to my my, my my patients now. And I'm going, I don't blend two worlds together. We're talking about my mindset coaching and then my this. I said, but I'm going to have to. I said, unfortunately, you may think this is crazy, whatever it may be, but I can, I'll share this with you guys. And I'll be sharing weekly emails to you guys. And what I was sharing was, was saying, don't buy into the fear. Don't, or don't give into the fear. I said, don't give into the fear because the more we give into the fear of this, the more, the worse off it's going to be for humanity. I said, but if we if we can, we can keep level headed, stay calm, take it day by day, it'll be a whole different experience of what we'll have. And so a lot of people thought I was crazy when I said that. But these are kind of the principles of what it comes to when it with the matrix and everything about it
0: wow wow you are such a badass Vic. i have to say you are such a force for good i've loved this conversation so much i've learned so much from you i i knew this was going to be an epic conversation and i'm super excited to grab your book and and read it and you definitely everything that you talked about today we are so aligned in in the way that we think and and i truly believe that this is where it's at we really it's all about the inner work first before the outer work anything that we want to create and however you do one thing in your life is how you do everything and every Everything is energy and if you are in a high vibrational state if you are in resonance and you you're not avoiding fear you're just embracing it and you're becoming brave through all the things that you want to do following your light I think that we can achieve anything and success is achieving that it's not a number it's not a physical look it's really it's really achieving that level of vibration of inner joy that impacts everyone around you and it's so clear that that is what you're doing so thanks so much for your time today I love this conversation so if somebody wanted to reach out to you and learn more about you or grab your book, where can they go for that?
1: Yeah, my, my website's a, the hub for a lot of things. So it's empoweryourreality.com, and there I have some free resources that you can get a hold of. I get access to you can either, you know, you get access to my book there, or you can get it on Amazon. I have a link for it there to go to Amazon to get it. I have it in Audible, Kindle, and uh, paperback. And it's also, if you don't like Amazon, there's 40 some other online retailers it's available at. And I have that. And and then also at the bottom left of my website, if you want to connect with me in any way, shape, or form, I'm on social media. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and TikTok. Reach out, ask any questions you like. I love to hear from people.
0: I love it so much. Thank you so much, Vic. Be blessed. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Fall In Love With Fitness. Whether you're already on your fitness journey or just getting started, we're in this together just head on over to iTunes, subscribe and leave a review and you'll be entered into the drawing to win my six week transformation course. Then go to fallinlovewithfitness.com and get your free gift from me so you get back your energy and reinvigorate your life. Join me on the next episode and remember you are an inspiration.